All right, all right. Welcome to a very special episode of the Patrick Carr Show. Let me ask you all a question, all right? You ever work for a company that doesn't take care of you? You know, some company where you got to show up to work and you don't like the people, you don't like your boss. Yeah. Stop nodding your head in the background over there. Um, but seriously, though, you, uh, you just, not, just feel like the people don't take care of you. Do you stick around with that company for very long? Of course not. And if you do, you're not productive when you are there. Did you know the average number of jobs that a person in today's workforce is going to go through before they find the job that they stick with? It's almost 12. It's an average of 11.7 jobs. Uh, today's generation of the workforce is called job hoppers because they'll stick with the company for maybe one and a half, two years, and they move on. Now, so many of us have probably done this, especially if you're over the age of 30. You get involved with a company. It's not what you thought it was going to be. And so you move on to a different company only to find they set the right, the wrong expectation, and you move on from them. You know, there's some crazy statistics I was getting ready for this to look up, but the average company spends about $4,426 on new hires, okay? And more than 50% of those people are going to leave within the first year. So we're always trying to bring on new talent, right? But are we cultivating that new talent? Doesn't look like we are. The job market is full now of people that are looking for better work, but when they get into that work, the expectation never seems to meet the reality. And as business owners and entrepreneurs, we immediately turn towards the person instead of towards ourselves. What could we be doing better to retain good talent? Not hire good talent, but retain what we have and promote from within. And that's what I want to go over with you today. As businesses, instead of the pointing the finger at the lazy generation that looks at TikTok constantly or is smoking their vape pens, what I would do is say, hey, listen, what do I need to do to keep these people around? I mean, right now, I feel like I'm in a cloud of vape because everybody in this office seems to vape. And so if you want to understand, though, how do we keep these people around and keep them happy, you talk to me, not to them, all right? But let's, let's get started with it, okay? Why are people in this job hopper mentality? Why aren't they staying with the companies that want them to stay, but there seems to be a disconnect constantly? So let's go through this list that I put together, okay? First thing here, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a victim to this, or I should say that I'm a, yeah, I'm a victim to not doing this. Setting clear expectations with people, all right? And then, here's the thing, providing them the resources to meet those expectations. Um, I'll give you an example. If you walk, somebody walks into all my contractors and your, your standard within your company is that that individual has to sell one roof a week. So they got to knock on doors and they got to sell one roof. But yet you tell that person, I don't know, the, you have to be with us for one year before we give you an iPad. So do everything else on your own, figure it out. Or you put them through one day of training, you expect them all of a sudden to be an all-star out there and they have to meet a quota. What you've done there is you set a good expectation. Okay. But did you give them the tools to succeed with that expectation? You look at it as being reasonable, and they look at it as being almost impossible. You have to set expectations and then give individuals the resources in order to succeed. If you do that, they're going to be happier. People who are happier at jobs are going to be more productive. Imagine that. Stop setting up people to fail, and I'm telling you, you're going to be more successful because they're going to be more successful. Number two, you don't invest in your talent. Now, I was looking at this right here. A Gallup poll found that 87% of today's employees value professional career growth, but yet 74% don't feel they are reaching their full potential. So you may be bringing on somebody good, but are you cultivating everything that is within them? You may not be doing that. So here's some, here's some example of how you can invest in your talent, okay? And I'm going to give you a very simple one. Uniforms. 
if you have a, if you have a contracting company and you have people working out there in the field for you, do they have nice dry fit polos? Do they have jackets when it's cold? Do you have their trucks nicely wrapped? Do you have cool hats and colors that you're able to give to these guys? If they're a forward-facing individual and you're not taking care of them by ensuring that they look good out there in the hot sun or the cold winter, then you're not investing in your talent. Another thing is, do you do anything with your people? Do you go out there to a lunch? Do you go on trips together? Do you have a little bit of fun? Do they know that, hey, listen, I care about your opinion and value who you are? If they don't, then you're not investing in those people. And that doesn't mean it has to cost you thousands of dollars. It doesn't mean that it has to, you know, break the bank. But you may just want to buy some pizza or buy lunch every now and then. Little gestures are going to help people know, hey, listen, what you do here is valued. And personally, I appreciate it. Invest in your people, not putting all your money in the new hires and getting them hired. Next, you got to be real with your employees, everybody. And being real with them isn't always about the negative. Too many times, you know, if somebody does not hit a quota or they don't hit their goal, it's all about what you didn't do. It's all about that negative feedback loop. But why don't you flip that on its head a little bit and try that positive feedback loop? Praise people when they do do something right. The other day, we had a deal that closed here that was one of the biggest deals we've had in our company's history and something I was very proud of. An individual on our team helped to close that deal in a big way. Um, I made sure to tell this individual multiple times how awesome it was, how proud I was of where he come and what he was able to accomplish. You know, a lot of times I'll walk in when videos are being edited, and sometimes they look really good, and it's not because of me. It's because we got a good team who makes me look halfway decent, or our clients look good because of them. Let people know that, hey, listen, you're doing a good job, you're valued, and what you do is very hard and good. People will appreciate that. Sometimes, hey, listen, they may not say anything back, but it will stick in their mind, and if nothing else, you did something good because you value someone, and that shouldn't ever have to be manufactured. We're going to be right back to that podcast, but I got a question for you. Contractors out there, anybody doing restoration, roofing, someplace where you got to remove debris from a job. Are you still doing that like it did back in 1985, rolling up a dumpster, throwing stuff in there, and then having to haul it away at some absorbent rate a couple days later? Folks, you got to get with the times. People in your industry are getting jobs done faster than you. They're doing them more efficiently. They are saving money, which means they're making more profit. They're doing it with Equipter. Now, if you've never heard of Equipter, you have been missing out. This is the dumpster that goes anywhere for your people. Now, I'm going to show some video right now where you can see the Equipter moving around a home or a job site for you. You're able to go ahead and put that debris in there and haul it off the job site. You don't need some truck to go pick up a dumpster. You don't need to walk all the way around the property to throw shingles or any other kind of debris in your dumpster that sits there. It can work around your project, saving you time and making it more efficient. Now listen, if you're worried about the cost of an equipter, don't be. Listen to my friend Jason over at Eustace Roofing. Recently, he was telling me that he is able to do literally three to four more jobs every single month because he has an equipter. Now listen, if he's doing that, you can too. This means you're gonna save more money and you're doing more jobs, everyone. Every single contractor should be working with an equipter you won't go wrong. It's American made up in PA and the guys up there are putting together a great quality product. Go to Equipter.com. Let them know that Patrick sent you. I swear by this product and I need every contractor. You do any kind of debris work, get with Equipter. Stop doing it like it did back in the 80s, everybody. And now back to that podcast. Flip my pages here on my notes, everybody. Number four, you got to, <laughs> that's really good. I've said this quite a bit. You got to hire people to do one thing well. If you look at an individual and they are okay at everything, they're probably not going to be the best employee for you. But what you need to do is hire for the position and hire for what that position does. If some, The example I always use is if somebody answers phones, hire somebody that is the best phone answerer 
that there is in the world. Somebody that's going to make people feel welcome and pleasant and happy when they answer the phone. Don't have that sales rep in his off time be the ones manning the phone who's just miserable because he had to walk, you know, three hours in the hot sun. That's not the person you want representing your company on that first impression. You got to be fair to people, okay? Got to be fair, but you can't be weak. And I think there's a fine line between the two. Me personally, I think I give people too many chances. But in the course of doing so, what I make sure I do is that my own conscience is clear when we have to make a decision with an employee. Be fair to individuals. People have bad days. They have lives. They get sick. Dogs get sick. These things happen, so be fair to somebody. Don't expect perfection, but damn well, you better expect them to live up to your standards. All right, number seven. You need to poll your employees for feedback or constantly ask them, what is going on that you're seeing? What can we improve upon? You are not the best at everything, nor should you be in your company. Hire people that understand how to move different parts of your company that you can't. For instance, I'm not a good with tech guy, but I'm good at talking about tech. So if we have somebody on our team that is great with that, then the customer is the one who benefits. And hopefully you as a consumer on YouTube or Spotify or Apple, that you're able to benefit as well. We got a few more here that I want to go through with you. Hopefully this is giving you some great stuff. If you like what we're doing here, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button. You'll get all of our content that comes out during the week. And uh, I'm telling you, we try to make it valuable for business owners, individuals, anybody who wants to improve their life. All right, next thing we got here. You need to promote from within. I'm huge on this right now. If you are constantly promoting from without your from outside your company, then you are missing out on what we talked about first in this talk, and that is cultivating talent. Your people are going to see that. If you constantly have a sales exec being passed up when they're bringing in somebody from the outside to that sales manager position, they're going to feel like they don't have the value they need to make that promotion and to see their, their, their career grow. So give them what they deserve. Don't make that assumption about an employee. Oh, I think they're a selfish individual. They won't be good with people. If you've got somebody that's great in a position and they want to move up, give them the opportunity to show you what it's all about and what they can rise to the occasion for. You might be surprised if you put that burden, that weight on an individual's shoulders, what they are able to carry. We're going to be right back to that podcast, but I got a question for you. If I walked up to someone you like and I said, man, they are ugly. Would you like that very much? Well, probably not. But if your neighbor came up and said, it looks like you got an ugly roof over there, might be a different story. See, Ugly Roof, they are the roof rejuvenation experts across the country. We all know this, homeowners. You used to be able to just repair your roof or you could replace it at some absorbent rate where you felt like you had to take a second mortgage out. But Ugly Roof gives you a third option. Now you can rejuvenate your roof. So if somebody comes over and says, looks like you got an ugly roof there, they might be trying to tell you that it looks like your roof has been rejuvenated. But what the heck is rejuvenation? Rejuvenation is putting life back into the shingles. See, if you know anything about roofing, that shingle up there eventually is going to deteriorate. There's granulations going to fall off and the shingles become brittle, which means they can break everyone. Roof rejuvenation is a process of putting those oils back into shingle so that your roof is going to stand the test of time. You don't have to pay a lot of money to a contractor to, I don't know, go out there and make minor repairs all the time or pay somebody to put a whole new roof on. Rejuvenate it at a fraction of the cost, everyone. I am praying all my contractors you get with the program because roof rejuvenation is here to stay. And if you are not the one who is taking control of it in your region, then you're going to lose customers. Please, it's uglyroof.com. And here's the best part. They white glove the entire experience for your company. This means that when people see your truck out there offering that roof rejuvenation, 
It's gonna be all of your logos looking sharp and they're gonna know that you are the authority in this. Ugly Roof trains your people, they come out to the property, they're gonna make sure that you're in a position to make money. Contractors get with it and homeowners ask your contractors, are you offering roof rejuvenation? Are you going through Ugly Roof? Contractors work with the best in the game, okay? Again, it is uglyroof.com. Get on board with the roof rejuvenation before your competition does. And now everybody, back to that podcast. Like I said, just one more that we have right here. You need to do this. You need to be a leader. Employees want to be managed. That's not just that. It's everybody in life. Everybody wants to know that they're going in the right direction. This can come from somebody else on a team. It can come from the very top. It can come from a lateral right there. So you might have two sales reps. If they, if they feel some leadership from each other and they push themselves to be better together, you've got a great team running. I mean, some of the best leadership are people that are great at their craft. I mean, for instance, everyone knows the 96 Bulls. Do we really think that team was led by Phil Jackson or was led by Michael Jordan? Now, he was a player just like anybody else, but he had leadership qualities that others aspired to have, and therefore they raised their game. You don't have to be a leader within the company to have a title. You have to demonstrate what greatness is to others at your level below, and people will begin to look at you and go, I want to mimic that right there. That is a powerful leader. You don't need a title or ownership stake to become a leader within your company. And so finally, here's what we got, everybody. Show people, don't tell them. If you want to be that leader and you want to keep people retained within your company, then show them that you care. If you're constantly showing up late, if you let things slide, if you're not there in the trenches with your people or you don't, you're not in communication about what those trenches feel like, you're going to lose individuals, you're going to lose culture. So lead by example. Be the person that makes a difficult call. Be the individual that takes accountability and be the individual that shows what work ethic should be within your company. I've never seen somebody say, you know what? I loved being there for five years because the owner of that company was never around. People want to be challenged and they want to grow. They want to see leadership at all levels of a company. And if you provide that, you're going to find that people are attached to your culture and will not leave. So listen, don't get it twisted on my entrepreneurs out there. Don't think that it's the TikTok generation vape smoking guys that are the problem. It probably is you because you haven't modernized how you're going to look at retaining talent within your company. It's probably the TikTok guys and, the, and, and, the, and all the vaping, but let's just assume that it's not. Make these improvements right here, and I'm telling you, your company is going to retain more talent than ever before, and that means you're going to be more profitable cutting costs without all those expenses of new hires. Again, everybody, if you like what we had to say here, make sure that you hit subscribe, the like button. We appreciate it very, very much. If you disagree with something or you like something that we said right here, Go ahead and comment below. We try to keep up with all of them. They're actually some of them are very funny, and they get read to me, and so we really enjoy that. Until next time, everybody, this is the Patrick Carr Show. All right, have a great day.